0: Welcome to
1: Mirepoix Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Schubach. I'm a writer, theater maker, and food enthusiast, and I'm taking you on a journey through food, family, and culture via the lens of food practice and tradition. Our guest today is comedian Christina Anthony. This is Mirepoix. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me.
1: It's an honor. Um, Let's dive into our first question, which is an intro. Who the heck are you?
0: I'm Christina Anthony, and I'm a writer, performer, and I'd also say aspiring home cook.
1: Oh, all right.
0: (laughs) I think a lot of us
1: are right now. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of
0: us have to be. Um, And I'm also an experienced eater as well.
1: Yeah, I like to say um, food enthusiast, but it's code for I really like eating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, What do you usually say is your favorite food?
0: Well, I have two. I have one that sounds good, and then one that's real.
2: Uh huh. So I'd say. Okay.
0: (laughs) My favorite food, if you're asking me because you'd like to send me something, sure, is sushi. Yeah. Although, although I don't know how much sushi, sushi we're eating right now, and it doesn't travel too well. I guess you could go and pick it up. Um, but my real favorite food is frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, that's not very classy.
1: Sure. Not the although, no, go ahead. Frozen,
0: fro- though, frozen pizza has come a long way over the years. Yes.
1: Now, this is not a commercial, but uh do you have a brand that you prefer a frozen pizza?
0: I certainly do. And if they would like to reach out, <laughs> I'd be happy to mention who they were.
1: That's perfect. We could do a we could do a follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> and now announcing the Jack's Frozen Pizza food ambassador, Christina Anthony.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, I, I actually I spread the love around. I'll try yeah. something new. Yeah. Um, I also enjoy, you know, the frozen pizzas. They all have personalities too, right? Yeah. You know, they there's the one that you take it you take it home and you cook it, and people are like, "Is this frozen?"
2: Yeah. And
0: people are like, "No, I, no, they ask, is it delivery?" Yes. And people are like, "No, it's actually a frozen pizza." That's right. Um, they have another brand I I enjoy. They've recently changed their branding. It used to be a, a, like a World War II veteran that would fly oh, into yeah. your house with a pizza, and he'd be waiting for a mom at home and like, relax, And I've got some wine, I've got the pizza, you're having dinner with me tonight. Yeah. Now they've changed their marketing, and the woman is actually the fighter pilot. Oh. And she saves dinner night for the family rather than being rescued by the man. Notice I have not mentioned these names by brand, these brands by name, because I have not received any compensation.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll, we'll, we'll remember that as we move through these questions that you will, you will speak in a neutral tone and without any brand names.
0: But I am open to any type of relationship that is reciprocal in nature.
1: I love it. I love it. Speaking of reciprocity, what's your favorite food and beverage pairing?
0: Ooh, okay. I have to say, I do enjoy, (laughs) I like pasta and red wine. That seems kind of basic. Sure, but it's true. Yeah. And then I do enjoy a good burger and an ice cold cola beverage. (laughs) That's
1: right. (laughs) <laughs> Although don't send the other cola beverage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, your listeners are going to be like this woman is terrible. <laughs> um no, yeah. Um yeah, I like those classic combos. Yes. It's good.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um what's uh your favorite hot breakfast?
0: Oh, okay, so I'm not a I morning person. No, what I'm it's just... not. <laughs> I just discussed this with my husband this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, we know what it's not. My, I'm not a morning person. So for the most part, before I got married, my favorite hot breakfast was instant coffee and whatever I had from the night before yeah. from takeout. So old Thai food, mm-hmm. a quarter of a hamburger, which yeah. is difficult to reheat, but I'm going to do that, you know. <laughs> nachos are hard to reheat. Loaded nachos? really are. Yeah, so that's my old hot breakfast. But now that I've got married, I mean he's a morning person and he likes a full hot breakfast. So we have toast, bacon, fresh fruits. Yeah. Now he loves a scrambled egg, but you know, I don't eat eggs. No. And I won't tell that story here, but if you're because it involves a very famous restaurant chain. But if your viewers, if people wanna contact me, I'm happy to tell these stories to them personally. Is that what this podcast is?
1: I think so, I think it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, my mother, when I was younger, yeah, she told me about the time she went to a very famous hamburger chain that served breakfast on dishes. And a man next to her had some scrambled eggs and he sneezed and all the eggs went all over everyone and all the counter. And she was like, to this day, I don't eat eggs. She told me that when I was like four. I haven't touched an egg since. Because you know, whatever your mother doesn't eat, you don't eat. A lot of times.
1: That's real. I still don't eat, uh, I really don't eat celery that often. And we were not a celery house.
0: You have celery trauma. Yes. Celery
1: trauma.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like I have egg trauma.
1: Still unpacking it. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite theme park or county fair or street festival food?
0: Oh, easy. Uh, The funnel cake. Yeah. Now, I know people say you can make the funnel cake at home, but I don't know about you, but I've never tried. No. It seems too hard. I don't have a deep vat of grease. I guess you could put it like in a pot. Yeah. I don't think I need that much hot grease around here. Period. But I also like, how do you you got to make the tubes so you can squeeze it and the funnel. Yeah, the (laughs) funnel. And who keeps that much powdered sugar around? No one. Well, now, nowadays people might. But
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah. When I went to the grocery store in March, sure, the toilet paper wasn't there. But what I noticed was all the baking ingredients were gone. Like, yes, everyone the same week decided they were going to be baking from home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was something to keep us busy till we found out they had other plans for us.
1: We, we really did find out. 2020,
0: Oof.
1: Doesn't, doesn't, hasn't, well, no, never ceases to surprise me. <laughs> um, maybe, I know some people don't uh, subscribe to this notion, uh, but you'll understand the intent of the question. What's a guilty pleasure food for you?
0: Oh, a guilty pleasure. Hmm. I mean, nowadays. Well, I live in LA, so I guess pasta is your guilty pleasure, right? Because I have to say, I do sometimes have pasta that's made of squash. Oh yeah. Squash noodles. What is it called? Spaghetti squash. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I do do that a lot. So regular pasta. Yeah. I guess that's a guilty pleasure. Sure. I
1: will say pasta is a guilty pleasure for me because I know how many servings I'm eating of it in one sitting. <laughs> yeah. Like, the serving size of pasta always seems like a joke to me.
0: But it also, it's not our fault, because when we go to pasta restaurants, we yeah. expect them to give us the whole box. 100%. I, I want my money's worth. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, it's also not our fault in the sense of, like, I think, thinking about childhood and thinking about money and, and my family's money, like, I now look back and see how the meal was spread, right? Mm-hmm. Like. we we, things were served on a huge bed of pasta because pasta is 99 cents dollar whatever you know so i also like understand that 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 comes of like comes out of the practice of like not rolling in dough but having a bunch of kids to feed right
0: yes as my mother says stretch your meat yes so you got it pasta rice sometimes now i'll even i guess the splurges or guilty pleasure could be potatoes Mm -hmm. I mean it really takes Oprah Winfrey to tell you about scourging on potatoes though one of her favorite things to do at parties is just to have a potato bar a mashed potato bar where there's mashed potatoes regular white mashed potatoes loaded mashed potatoes sweet potatoes mashed sweet potatoes with honey and orange sauce and orange liqueur I mean of course, Oprah would go crazy. And yeah. it's going to be an experience.
1: But I want that also. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Truffle butter mashed, mashed potatoes. She oh. she goes all out.
1: She really does. Um what's a food you eat when things get rough?
0: Okay, an old food I used to eat. I haven't had it in a while. Yeah. But when I was in college, one of my favorite dishes was funyuns. This is Onion ring chips, if you haven't heard of this. onions and the canned cheese, Frito-Lay cheese. Like you peel open the can. Um, I I am sponsored by them, which is why I mention them by name. Uh, (laughs) uh, I would get that. And maybe I would put maybe some tuna and then kind of make my own little dish. I also enjoy Tuna Helper. Oh yeah, is also money's tight. Let's get some Tuna Helper. I haven't done that. I haven't done that in a while though.
1: Yeah, I haven't either. But I have really positive brand association and memories of the Helper line.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Also sponsored by Tuna Helper,
1: Um, and was not turned off by a talking oven mitt somehow. So
0: (laughs) no, not at all.
1: Very strange very strange um the namesake of this show which is a classic based to many recipes is mirepoix um this three ingredient holy trinity takes many forms all over the globe and manifests in different ways what is what are the three ingredients that you use to start a cooking
0: process um well first of all i want to say thank you for not asking me to pronounce mirepoix i think it's like acai I just try not to say words like that yes, but um it is okay so what is it it's celery onion carrot yeah,
1: carrot yeah and then okay. a bunch of different ones right like sofrito is another version and mm-hmm. it starts in Spain but is different all over the world
0: got it okay so for me th- my three things I use to start my food I always start with onion mm-hmm. garlic Crushed red pepper. Yeah. I'm going to start there. A perfect one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that, like, that's that's close to mine, right? And, like, it's interesting to think about, like, obviously you change things if you have to for a particular dish, but a lot of things I do start the same way, no matter sort of what I'm messing with.
0: Yeah, and no matter what they tell me, I'm like, well, y'all just didn't know, but you need this.
1: (laughs) That's real. That's real. Yeah, I add garlic to recipes constantly. I double the garlic in recipes constantly.
0: Yes. And sometimes when they don't, and I go ahead and follow their instructions exactly, we have a little saying around here, um, you need to kind of, you need to, to make some adjustments to the white mom on Pinterest recipes. Yeah. But when I go recipe for recipe step by step and do exactly what, you know, Barbara says to do, I'm forever like, oh, this needed some crushed red pepper.
1: Yes, you're 100 percent right. I well, and, you know, my sister did um, hello, hello fresh for a while, mm-hmm. and we cooked some of them together. And there were a couple times even where I was like, man, nah, that's not how we're gonna do that. That that's not intuitive to me. Yeah, um, I also feel that way about unsalted butter. I don't believe in it. First so of all, I always do salted anyway.
0: Yeah, who's going around? I'm going to have unsalted butter. No, thank yeah. you.
1: In fact, I'm the, I mean, you know, I'm a huge salt lover. So I love like a salty chocolate chip cookie.
0: Oh, it's great. Um, salt on your hot chocolate.
1: Hello. Yeah.
0: Right. A little cayenne pepper in your hot chocolate too.
1: Now we're talking. Uh, speaking of ingredients, what's in your fridge? What are items that you can always find in your kitchen or pantry?
0: Um, oh, that's a good one. We'll always... Cr- Minced garlic yeah always crushed red pepper um I was I tried to get into finishing salt Mm. uh, but then I was like this is crazy these prices I'm just gonna put salt on this yes but it's I guess it's some salt you're supposed to grab by the pinch yeah and it's just for like the top of it, probably for like a chocolate chip cookie that you spoke of um but yeah we we're not a finishing we need too much salt around here for that yeah I also um, always keep in the refrigerator some Greek yogurt, Uh low-fat or no-fat Greek yogurt. That's my sour cream.
2: Yeah,
0: and but it also helps with uh, mashed vegetables. And then I would say I also love this thing called Everything but the Bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's, who's also sponsoring this (laughs) this episode. (laughs) Um, It's like. It's good it's a, it's everything but the bagel seasoning, but if you put it on your like Asian dishes like mixed yeah. or even just like plain mixed vegetables, and it just takes them out of this world.
1: Somebody taught me that you can do a dip with like a cream cheese and that um that everything but the bagel seasoning mm. and then you can dip whatever you want in it, but you sort of feel like you're having it's in the bagel family of flavors yeah, I was like, that's it's, smart yeah. I also like um, Greek yogurt because it can go either way, right? You can have it with fruit, but you can take it in the direction of the sour cream or like the mm-hmm. cucumber uh, sauce or whatever you want to do. It's very versatile.
0: I also keep white wine for cooking. I don't like it to drink, sure. so, but it does. I will say, I never thought. I mean, it's not top of the line. But it does add a little something different to you, like your chicken pot pies, things yep. like that. Um, also to soup. I've been, make, we've been making a lot of homemade ramen broth around here. Oh, yeah. Throw a little white wine in there. Ooh, See how you that's like a it. good hack. Yeah. Spice it up with wine. Change it up, spice it up with wine. And um, because no one, no winery has reached out to me for a sponsorship, it, it can be any white wine of your choice. That's right. Go crazy.
1: I tend to cook with the cheapest or the like the second to cheapest uh wines. Yeah, don't go over like 8 bucks, guys. No, no way. Um sometimes because I do drink white wine, I am drinking the wine that then I put into the food.
0: No. You got to be careful with that though. You do. That's how you burn your dishcloth.
1: That is No reason. That's just an example.
0: (laughs) That's just something that can happen to you.
1: Maybe. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, You are nine years old. Who is in your kitchen? Who is doing the cooking and what are they making?
0: It's definitely my mother. My father was not a cook, is not a cook. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mother, we pretty much stuck to the same game plan every night which was a green vegetable some kind of protein and then some sort of bread and a country vegetable and by country vegetable i hated it but so i would just love it when my friends would be like oh my gosh last night my mom made broccoli with cheese sauce and you know sometimes we'd have broccoli yeah. But my mother was always like, because they're from the deep south, we'd have things like cabbage with bacon. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'd hear my other friends would be like, last night, my mom made us corn on the cob. I'm like, that sounds so fresh and delicious, with butter. But that was like a special occasion food for us. Yeah, We had things like, you know, more cabbage with bacon, but like lima beans mm-hmm. and northern beans, yeah. lots of beans.
1: Lots of beans.
0: Yeah. And, but I always thought about like how luxurious that was. I remember reading a book about, to not have to eat like country vegetables. I remember reading a book about a little boy who went to, it was about a black boy and a white boy and they switched houses for the night, which was a little strange because I think they should have slept over together. Yes. And then at one house and then the next night they should have both slept over together at the same house. But instead they just switched families for the night. And the black boy went over to the white parents and they said, tonight we're having turnips. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, white people eat turnips. Now I'm grown and I don't want a turnip now. I I don't want a turnip. I don't want a mashed turnip. I don't want a grilled turnip. I don't want any of that stuff. Beets, you can keep it. Maybe in a salad. But at the time I just was like, this is what white people are eating? Turnips? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow.
1: there's the fantasy and the fascination with what other people eat, even your next door neighbor, you know, like we had a lot of things that we didn't eat when we were younger, but like, yeah, just even hearing about like, I can't even think of an example, but you, or someone else's lunch, right. That was huge for you at school. Like, I'm sorry, you get to have chocolate pudding. What are you talking about?
0: you know yeah just how rich people were i remember thinking we thought our neighbors are rich so we lived like at like 14 westfield lane mm-hmm. but we had neighbors that lived at 14 eastfield lane but we would get their pizza delivery they got pizza every saturday
2: whoa
0: and i remember thinking like who can afford this much dominoes I was, my mind was blown. And right. every week they would come to the door and every week I'd be like, oh my gosh, why are we so poor? Why can't we have a Domino's pizza on Saturday? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and uh, we had, a, as you know, we had a lot of kids in our house, right? My parents had foster care. So we were often had a big family. And there were so many things that were like, sort of out of the question because there was too many of us, you know? Yeah. like. Pizza Hut was fancy. Yeah. And, but everybody could get what they wanted. And it was like relatively, relatively affordable to take us mm-hmm. there. But that was the fanciest thing we did. Yeah. Very long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My mom, God bless her, she uh she she this was a trick she pulled a lot. She'd be like, Do you want to go to Burger King or do you want to go to McDonald's? And we'd be like, Yeah. So she was like, I'll go pick it up. And she'd come back with a sandwich for each of us. And then two large fries. Oh, and we were like, try to
0: sprinkle it around. Yeah, and we're like, come on.
1: (laughs) Which I think I didn't even care about how many fries I had. I cared that I had my own.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, the individual box. It's just, come on, guys. Come on. What is happening? What is happening? What
1: is happening? Um, If we if we aren't eating blank, then it isn't blank.
0: Oh. If we're not eating dressing, stuffing, mm-hmm. then it's not Thanksgiving.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I know that di- that's culturally, that's different.
2: Sure.
0: Um, because I went to one white Thanksgiving and they had mashed potatoes and somebody had messed them up and put too much salt in it. Uh-huh. And it was a thing. And somebody had to go get some mashed potatoes. Whoa. But I also was like, I've never had mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. You would have thought I don't know what they thought I said, but everyone looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. Black people don't have mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving and we don't care. We don't care. <laughs> and we don't care. It's certainly not enough to leave. But if that dressing isn't right, ugh. Oh.
1: You know, the one benefit of mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving is you can take the fork and you can put the potato on the fork and then mm-hmm. use the mashed potato to pick up stray vegetables. Oh. Huh. Look at that, look at that. And its it feels, I don't think fancy is the right word, but it, it, feels, uh, it feels special when you do it, like you, you're being efficient.
0: <laughs> so wait, so am I right though, about the place of mashed potatoes in the white community?
1: I hadn't thought about it that way, but I haven't had a Thanksgiving without mashed potatoes.
0: Look at that, and I haven't had one with one.
1: Yeah, yeah, look you didn't even that. have that one because they were too salty. <laughs>
0: No, I think they end up, like, going to, like, Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. Oh,
1: yeah. See, like, they were
0: the world, desperate. They they were like, we have to make this happen.
1: That makes sense to me. Like, I could picture being in a room and being like, well, it's okay that th- they got messed up, but we, where are we going to get some? <laughs> <laughs> and people are particular about mashed potatoes, too. Like, do you add dairy or not? Do you wow. have the skins on the potato or not? You know, it's a whole thing. Oh, Wow. Some people like them like super whipped and Mm. I prefer them like almost like smushed. Like Mm, smashed potato. Yeah, exactly. There's still something in there. (laughs) All right, it's a celebration. How did you know your family was going all out with food? Uh, What restaurant did you go to? What plates came out of the cupboard? How big was the spread?
0: Well, if it was just, um, I love this question. If it was just the Four of us, and then we became five when my sister was born. But if it was just the four of us or so, to celebrate, we would go out. And that was like, you got second place in the spelling bee, or you won the science fair. We're definitely headed to a uh, mid-price casual dining seafood place that rhymes with Fred Copster. But I haven't received any compensation from them. Right. So of course I can't mention them. But, but yeah, have, that was famous biscuits. <laughs> yeah. Which I learned how to make at home during this quarantine season. Look at that. Um yeah, uh, so yeah, that was our go-to place. Then, but at home, if we were having something, um, it was your if it was your birthday or you having people over, and we had like pretty you know, 80s and 90s kind of like homemade birthdays. We didn't have like extravagant parties like they have now, but so definitely a tablecloth, you know, a white tablecloth comes out, some kind of tablecloth comes out for sure. Yeah. And then um, my mom had like special, special dishes that she would take down and we washed them all and set them all up. That's so the tablecloth is a good indication. Then my dad would get the the leaf for the table. So we could make the table longer. That's and that right. meant some people were coming. But I also can remember a time where I I remember a family surprised us one time. And she was like a mom and some kids. And I think my mom's a minister. And I think they might have, you know, made it clear like they were, they were pretty hungry. And my mom told her, you just came just in time. We were about to have a function. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, what is happening? Because she got out the tablecloth. She got this big pot. And But we didn't have any fancy foods. We just had like, soup. Yeah. And she was like, oh, we got to put some more water in this soup because it was, like, condensed soup.
2: Yeah.
0: And she's like, I think I have some salad in there. We were just about to have a luncheon. And I remember they came in, and I was like, this is amazing. You could just have a party like this for no reason. Yeah. (laughs) And we had that soup and salad luncheon. And I think someone might have called, and she was like, well, right now we're having a soup and salad luncheon. And I just remember thinking, like, maybe that's where I got my first kind of taste of, like, you can, it's not about the food. It's about the company and the what you put on the occasion. And I just thought it was, like, such a wonderful moment. And she did things like that, too, at her school. She was a school teacher as well. Yeah. Her kids, they have, would have a luncheon. And I remember my dad brought them donut holes, and they all dressed up, and they cut out paper placemats from construction paper. Yeah. And I came and I wore like a little apron. I was a waitress. And I was like a college student probably. Yeah. But, you know, she was like, are you all ready for your luncheon? Yeah. And I think keeping that same occasion, that's just so important. We just can't let go of that.
1: Yeah, that's huge. No matter what
0: kind of food you have.
1: That's right. And I think we've learned a lot or a little about that during this last six months. Like, I think we've been willing occasion into our daily practice. I mean, yeah. that's like, you know, for better or for worse, my pizza Fridays was, I will, I was like, this is a thing for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then of course I was so lucky to have you on the other end of the Zoom while I had my pizza. <laughs> but yeah, company, the occasion, like making things special is huge.
0: Yeah, we're having Thanksgiving dinner this week in the middle of August, Good. Good. <laughs> but, um to celebrate our new kitchen table. But yeah, I think there's things we have to do just to, just to not get swallowed up during this time. Yeah. Cause I think the other thing is that what's happening for a lot of us is that we're saying, well, we'll do it after this is over, or we'll do this. Let's postpone this till next year. Yeah. And let's wait. And I think we're, I hope that we're all realizing that of course life is, is, short and precious mm-hmm. and each person each day is valuable so yeah. we can celebrate today yeah right and i think even i think
1: part of that is there are some so many tangible things that we need to put off but what can we replace them with yes right? what is on our menu of allowed behaviors and activities yes That we can populate our time with them you know Yeah. because otherwise i love it sit in the shower too long and <laughs> cry to day.
0: Yes, and I, I want to encourage you, get that, you know, if you enjoy a shower, a shower mimosa, a shower beer, a shower Bloody Mary. Yeah. To finish that shower. Yeah. Pull out a tablecloth and throw yourself a brunch on Sunday. I love it. It's your same drink. Now you're just having it as if you're at your favorite brunch place.
1: Yes. Just a little bit of flair goes a long way. What food for you is home? What recipe do you hope is on the table when you visit family?
0: I I have to say this this particular recipe I don't necessarily eat it but I hope that it's always there. Yeah. Which is my mother's German chocolate cake.
2: Oh yeah.
0: It's very elaborate. I think she follows the back of the package of the baker's chocolate. Yeah. And I think it's just that the ritual of when you come home and her saying, I'm out of Baker's chocolate, someone get the Baker's chocolate. And my father coming in and say, did your mom say she doesn't have any Baker's chocolate? And then one of my cousins being like, I can go get on Diane the Baker's chocolate. And someone else saying, where are you headed? I'm out to the store to go get the Baker's chocolate. Oh, she's out. And it's just like this whole thing, especially it's, and now during this time when we know we can substitute, yeah. And this obviously is sponsored by Baker's Chocolate, my life. Um, <laughs> but the fact that she's so beholden to that particular brand name. Yeah. And that she can't, there's no other substitution. It would never occur to her to substitute. Yeah. She's brand loyal. It is a part of and every year she doesn't have it, and it's a thing. Yeah. Someone finally goes to get it, comes back, she makes it. And then the same thing happens every year. It's like, oh, that looks so good. She's like, well, it's not for today. It's for tomorrow. She's the queen of making things a full day, day ahead of time. <laughs> I've started to do it and it drives my, my husband nuts. But he's like, this isn't for right now. I'm like, well, no, I think it will taste better tomorrow. Yeah. Or it's just for tomorrow. I just didn't want to run out of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, also, you know. I, I, this took me a really long time to understand I, I have some impatience issues with cooking but cakes like I only had to try to frost a cake a hot cake once to realize you <laughs> it need It doesn't to work <laughs> you can't mess with that
0: it does not work I feel like it's
1: half the reason yeah you make a cake the day before because you're like well I don't know if, who knows how long it will take to cool we'll just yeah. know when it's ready
0: you know? yeah yeah, and it's a four, I don't know, it's a three or four-layer cake. Uh-huh. And she doesn't, you know, she's she's an old-school home cook, so she doesn't know about all the new pans they have, where you can literally have all these little thin pans. Yeah. She has to slice the cake, and she's got to brush the cake, and the cake has to cool. Wild. Yeah, and she makes all of her own stuff, I mean, with the exception of the baker's chocolate. Right. But everything else, you know, yeah, she's making her own frosting from scratch, the toppings and everything. Yeah, it's, it's a thing.
1: That's like, so that's probably a cake, like just in general that I'm not interested in, but I there's a lot of things that like, if they're homemade, I would 100% eat. Like, I think I'd eat your mom's German chocolate cake before I buy some at the store, you know?
0: Oh yeah, and there's been times too where someone has said, why don't I just grab one from the store, and again, the, the nerve, the atrocity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and people just stare, and then she just breaks the silence with, you don't have to do that. Yeah. If you're going to the store, just pick up the baker's chocolate.
1: And your mom's also like, I planned out what I'm doing. I don't want, no, I don't <laughs> need to change it. I just need the chocolate. Yes. Wild. I love it. Um, fill in the blank. What Americans don't understand about blank is blank and the parenthetical there is some americans or you know what i
0: mean yeah i would say yes what some americans don't understand about soul food specifically is it is not the actual food or the seasonings Mm. but rather the tradition Mm
2: -hmm.
0: of making something from nothing yes and so i'm always um there are times where I've been invited to like soul food dinners and yeah, the food has no soul because you ordered it from this restaurant Yeah, (laughs) or, I mean, which is, it's fun if you just want the taste of something, but uh, I think true soul food, probably you're not getting it from a restaurant. You're figuring out how to make it at home. And yeah, it's from not having certain things. And so the um some habits are hard to break like the eating of pork i still sneak it here and there but a lot of those things are you know we didn't especially for black for black people and for the descendants of slaves like the the eating of like pig's feet or pig trotters like i watch chopped now and it's just like they're like what is this i'm like i know exactly what that is yeah yeah Uh, this these were like staple foods growing up like pig's feet and chitlins um i didn't know about chili's baby back ribs until i was an adult woman yeah and they're certainly not made from pork but um yeah so yeah soul food is it's definitely like a feeling and it's not a catered affair though i've had some very tasty things that were mm-hmm. catered soul food
1: we had uh, some pretty good vegan soul food in oakland a few years back
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that was
1: great. That was And good.
0: again, and that's a, a feeling of, and all types of people were eating there, that's also a great indication as well. Yeah. You know, there's some great soul food places, though, you should definitely check out and support. Yeah. But also try your hand at, at it yourself at home with just what you have. Right.
1: Do you remember how good that it was just tofu, but it was treated like catfish? Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what's happening here? Yeah. Literally, what did they do, you know?
0: Yeah. And then like the, the, so the approach of like, let me take this fish, you know, that was like, you know, catfish is considered like a bottom feeder. It's Mm. not considered a delicacy. You know, it's not a lobster or a swordfish just kind of this is the most accessible cheap fish we have which is why black people were eating it mm-hmm. and then them replicating that and being like hey let's season this tofu and give it this really flavorful treatment that will make it more palatable yeah. to me that was great soul food because they were trying to do what people were trying to do with catfish That's true, which yeah. is try to pass this you know common fish off as something really delicious and it was great it yeah. worked
1: that's smart, I like that, that's that's wise. What's a food or cuisine that you found in your adult life that changed how you thought about food or food practice?
0: Ooh, Two things, one, garlic, because we never used garlic at home growing up. Ooh, interesting. I didn't experience garlic until I was probably in college or out of college, like having my own kitchen. So my mother, my grandmother and my mother didn't cook with garlic. Mm. And even if people's food had garlic in it, they would taste it and say, that was delicious, but it has garlic. I can't eat this. Or at a restaurant, I remember. Huh. And so it was. it's interesting that I love it so much now. I cook yeah. everything with it. But um, yeah, garlic kind of turned me on like a whole new world. And then I would also say Thai food I didn't experience. I grew up in a very small... Black community, and we certainly didn't have Thai food. Yeah. And I, I was thrilled at how much I like it. And now I make Thai food at home because I'm always trying to, like, replicate things. Yeah. And my husband is like, we're just a little Asian family, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but uh, that food is also very accessible. Yeah. And making it actually yourself at home is quite accessible, too. Mm-hmm. The rice glass noodles. Yeah. You get those up at your local grocery store. And They don't cost any more than pasta. No, they're great. And, yeah, and add a little peanut butter, a little crushed red pepper, some lime. You'll start to get those same flavors. Do you soy use sauce. fish sauce at all? I used to use fish sauce. It was a little too pungent for me. Uh-huh. So now I just use straight soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I I was very excited about, like, how to figure out how to replicate those flavors. Yeah. And... It reminds me, I feel like when I go to new places, especially because I'm not traveling right now, when I did would travel and go to new places, I would always try like a local Thai place. Yeah. You know, where somebody would take you, here's our favorite Thai food place. Yeah. And I liked that, you know, it kind of didn't matter with, I have not yet to get to a place where I was like, this place is crazy. We got to yeah. get out of here. And with there are some cuisines, though, where you're just not sure. You can go to a seafood place and be like, we can't stay. This is... Yeah,
2: this nice. yeah.
0: Um, but there was always, like, something that you could find on the menu, mm-hmm. even if you had to split it with someone else. It wasn't, like, crazy. It wasn't crazy, you know, unaffordable. It was accessible. Yeah. And I really... Yeah, I was just excited, like, everybody had, like, a Thai food story, or they had their place, or where they went during college, or, like, where they met someone that they end up in a relationship with. Yeah. Or the relationship is over, but that's still my Thai place. Yes. <laughs> or the best Thai part in this part of town. It's too far, but it's worth the trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I had not thought about this before, but,
1: like, you and I have eaten a lot of Thai together.
0: Yes, but, yes, we have. Yeah. Yeah. Thai and it's like a work food you know what it feels like for me Thai for me now is what I think people would do in movies with Chinese food in the 80s yes where they would be eating it right out of the box with their chopsticks I never went through that era they didn't I was too young for that but yeah bring your little black takeout containers with the clear top and let's go to town
1: yeah well you know what else is I mean this is true about some other cuisines too obviously but Thai is a great equalizer for, as we know it, right, uh, for dietary restrictions. Like, mm-hmm. I, like partially because you can see it, all the ingredients usually, mm-hmm. but I've also just, like, as a pescatarian, like, I've had a great time sort of customizing without being, not, without feeling annoying, right? Yeah. Because, like, built into the menu is pick your things, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's
1: nice for mixed company.
0: And I also, I remember vividly a few years ago, my father calling me to say, I finally went to Thailand and it was such an odd phone call and I wasn't aware they had been on a trip. My parents are older and I said, tell me more about it. And I just hear my sister in the background saying he had Thai food. They got a new Thai place off the highway by the car wash. (laughs) Well, stop calling people. It's saying, you, went, you finally went to Thailand. <laughs> That's funny. And he still says it to people now. Was it called that, or was he
1: being romantic
0: about it? I don't know. I, I mean, I certainly don't tell people I've been to Italy because I had rigatoni last night.
1: A tour of Italy. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, uh, in our, not in our hometown, but a town next to our, the town we lived when we were little in Massachusetts, there was a restaurant with a, I think it had a proper name, but its sign only said Thai food in giant, <laughs> giant light up letters. And I was always like, that is so
0: wild. Oh, now I'm pretty sure this Thai place is in an old Taco Bell.
1: Oh, I'm sure
2: it is. I'm sure it is.
0: But again, I, I'm, and then I asked him, have you been back since? He's like, No. <laughs> Not at all.
1: I'm thinking about ordering Thai after this call. So you can tell your dad I'm taking a trip to Thailand. Mm. <laughs> what's uh, What's your biggest recipe fail?
0: Oh, there's too many to name. Are we meeting here every week for this podcast? Yeah. Oh,
1: I boy. feel like you, you've... Um, they, a lot of them have somehow been related to pinterest is that true or false
0: yeah so i am i'm a sucker for pinterest i completely tr- it's like i have amnesia i completely trust it, and then at the end i'm like i cannot do this yeah pam in brookfield massachusetts doesn't know how to do this recipe why did i follow her um no so i'd say right now my biggest one of the quarantine was i had a Big Mac attack.
2: Mm, Oh, yeah.
0: Um, And, yeah, so I was like, I want a Big Mac, but at the time, um, Los Angeles, California, was on a very strict lockdown, and the restaurants weren't even open. You couldn't even go to get takeout. So we started, a lot of us were cooking food at home, and like me, I've not stopped cooking at home. So we've had, like, three meals since March that weren't prepared by me. Yeah. So we've been cooking a lot. So... I find this thing, it's like, how to have a Big Mac, how to make a Big Mac at home. Big Mac Sloppy Joe. That's right. And of course, you know, Deborah, whoever this woman is making this, is like, can I tell you a fun story? Because they've always got a fun story before they can just give you the recipe. You know, Mark had a soccer game. And of course they're headed to the finals this year and we wanted to celebrate. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about Mark. <laughs> I don't care about his soccer. I don't care about any of this. I just wanna know, how did you do it? So you gotta scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. And it looks like a Big Mac. Yeah. And a little bit like a sloppy joe cause the meat is loose basically. Yeah. But it looks right. And based on the recipe, I, I mean, it, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. the exact secret sauce recipe. No no one does so i'm like okay i'm gonna do it i get it together as i'm making it you know i'm just like oh ma'am i don't know it's just not you know they tell you season to taste i'm like well it's not tasting like mcdonald's sponsor of today's episode and i just keep tasting it it's not going well and finally yeah i yeah, it didn't work out. I served it to my husband like, like I could do every night. He eats everything. But, you know, he was really nice. He was like, the effort is here. I even did the three buns. <laughs> it just did not work. It was, so I was going to call it a big mama instead of a big mac. Yeah. But it's a big mess.
1: <sighs> well, I imagine, too, like, I feel like the adding the liquid to ground beef would affect the structural integrity of the stacked sandwich
0: oh right. it was just a mess yeah and then you're adding like i had the shredded iceberg yeah i had the pickles you know i had two all beef patties special sauce lettuce, cheese pickles onions i even had a sesame seed bun and you know what else i had an inflated sense of my own abilities. It was awful. It was so bad in this economy during a pandemic, I threw mine away. Yeah.
1: That's when you know.
0: And I didn't give myself a second dinner. Oh, wow. I just went to bed. (laughs) Hungry. Straight to bed without dinner. (laughs) Yep.
1: That's rough. Um, The flip the flip side of uh, a fail, what's a recipe hack that you've found that you'll always stick with?
0: Ooh, oh. Put a little soy sauce in the end of your crunchy peanut butter jar. Yeah. With a little sriracha, maybe a dash of honey. Shake it up. You've got a salad dressing or dip or topping for your own homemade pad thai, do it. That's a dream, yeah. Yeah, and I, I learned that from a white mom on Pinterest too. And not everything <laughs> has been bad.
1: You know, it's funny, I, I use that, essentially, those things to, um, to make sauce for noodles, but I learned it yeah. from a, a white mom also, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is not all, Pinterest is not all bad.
1: No. You know what, I actually think the tips on Pinterest are better than the recipes like yes don't know the what this yeah
0: yeah hacks over recipes for sure yeah
1: i think that's right i think that's right uh speaking of recipes what's a recipe that you highly recommend and what makes it special
0: Ooh, okay chrissy tegan's mm. chinese chicken salad
2: oh yeah you told me about that
0: it's a restaurant quality salad yeah similar that dressing she has a quite a bit more items in her dressing yeah. than what I just said, but it you can find it on Pinterest. It's online. She shares it.
2: Yeah,
0: openly, it is. And I put a few like crunchy chow mein noodles on it. Uh huh. It is. It makes you feel like you're just like at some fancy place, some fancy yeah. hotel. Eat it on a real plate and you just feel like I'm out here having a $20 salad. Yeah,
1: that's a good salad is a dream. And I I, I appreciate that you said like, eat it on a real plate too, because you know, in in our busy lives, sometimes we're just fueling, but Mm -hmm. in this time, I think it is really important to like set the table,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, like get out the water glass. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to drink out of this plastic cup that you keep by the TV that's your tv water right like making it's like what you said earlier like making something even if it's not special it Mm -hmm. making it intentional Mm -hmm. i think is huge
0: yeah and i think also setting the table you know i lived alone for many years um and coming from a big family and then in between marriages (laughs) Um, living alone and learning to set the table on your own actually adds to my sense of, added to my sense of worth. Mm. I am worth setting the table for. Yeah. I'm worth clearing the table for, wiping it off. All the things you would do if someone special was coming. And guess what? Someone special is coming. It's you.
1: Yeah. And you can do it even when you're not going to Instagram it.
0: (laughs) Right? Yes, you you can. Yes, you can. (laughs)
1: I love yes, I can. love Instagram. I love like sharing like decor and food practice like that. But mm-hmm. you can be nice to yourself mm-hmm. even if you aren't like you know documenting. Yeah, I think that's the truth and a strategy for self care. Right. Um, what chef or food practitioner do you recommend folks look into?
0: Ooh, okay. So right now, I'm really, I'm really into Chrissy Teigen, who is a home cook. But also, I'm very into this woman who is a professional chef, uh, a black woman named Chef Risha. R E S H A. She is. I think she has like different approaches to food. It feels very. Um, she's about replicating things that you might enjoy in a restaurant. Yeah. And then also making them taste better. So, um, and for whatever reason why you don't want to eat there. So yeah. for instance, uh, like the Cheddar Bay biscuits. Yeah. There's a Cheddar Bay B A E biscuits. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, You don't want to go to Red Lobster on a date anymore, yeah. but you make these biscuits at home on a date, your life is gonna go better.
2: That's gotcha. right. Um,
0: She also made a very – we replicated a really great fried chicken sandwich from a place that I don't eat at anymore. Uh But I was like, the chicken there was pretty good. How did they do it? And she was like, hey, I'm a chef. I went to eat at this place. I figured out what they did. And I think that's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to find out because there's also things that – I am a food enthusiast, but I can't necessarily bite into something and tell you why it tastes the way it does.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I like that idea of, like, replicating in, in like, a more whole food way. Yeah. Especially because, like, when I think about the question, going way back, about guilty pleasures, I realized I don't feel guilty about eating things because of their nutritional content.
0: Right. I
1: do feel guilty about who I'm supporting financially. Yes. And so, you know, even, even my Pizza Fridays, I was supporting a pizza chain that has donated a lot of money to particular candidates i'm not happy with at all um and i was like oh i need a i think there's no moral consumption under capitalism (laughs) but i also think like being able to say like how do they make that crust here's how you can make that crust is actually huge right yeah
0: and i think demystifying food like you said with whole foods And it it puts us in a more powerful position to also as consumers Mm. and taking care of our own bodies to demand the right things like I lived in a food desert for a very long time yeah if I'm just consuming the things from like the corner store the chips the hamburgers as I if I let that kind of just lull me into a pattern yeah and I don't learn how to make my own food and realize there are better options That might be just as cost effective if I make them at home. Right. You know, I just want to learn more about that. And so I think if we can do that and help even younger people learning how to make food, learning what's in food, I think it could just be a real eye opener. For instance, that famous chicken place has been using Ethiopian spices. And I know people don't know that. Yeah. (laughs) That's why it tastes so good.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it'd be, I was so glad this woman said, hey, guys just buy some Ethiopian spices. They come mixed in just a little shaker pre-made for $5. Yeah. Put that on your fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. Oh no, it really worked, I, you know, things like that. And maybe, and there's probably a reason why they don't tell people that they do that, right? Yeah. But learning, just learning more about your own food, I think is just, it will empower you. And even if you can't do it all the time, making your own food, because that's a privilege too, to be able to make and shop and buy what you want and and buy fresh things. But um, I think it can empower you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's right. And like, even just in an aesthetic way, like, you know, we think, I'll speak for myself, like there's stuff that like, I'm like, well, no, jarred tomato sauce is fine. Well, first of all, it is fine. And when you do have that Sunday where you make homemade tomato sauce, you are like, "Wow, no, this is really good!" <laughs> like it, it's. I mean, it's like, I love American cheese. I'm a huge fan of it. And when I get some like actual French brie, I'm like, "Oh, this is." I I do see what people are talking about. Yeah, I will not be making my own cheese, though. Sorry, everybody.
0: That seems like a lot of work. Yeah. And also it depends on like, it's, yeah. And what's it worth to you? I enjoy cooking because it, um, I like the sense of accomplishment. It gives me something to do, to think about. I I enjoy that process. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily always feel like doing it. Right. But when I do, I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like complicated new recipes that I don't know. Like Chef Risha introduced me to how to make lasagna on a weekend night. It's worth it, you guys. That's a dream. But she cut out a huge step, which is, don't worry about making it in layers. Just throw it all in the pot. Guess what? It still well, tastes like lasagna. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I bet it does. Also- 25 add-
0: minutes. <laughs> the time
1: you pick up that piece of lasagna it falls apart before you get it to the plate right yes unless you've really bound it together yeah i love it well i'm gonna try that
0: oh chef chef risha's skillet lasagna
1: oh i'll look it up
0: today's sponsor
1: um believe it or not we're at our last question hey uh what are you working on right now food related or not that you want to share with listeners
0: oh that's a great question well right now i would say it's um not food related. Yeah, but I. I don't know if I'm working on it. I. I'm watching. I'm watching all the Marvel movies. I'd never seen them. My oh, husband. Yeah. We've been having a film festival, and I guess it is kind of food related because we've been having like we get we have one bag of microwave popcorn, uh-huh. and I have some Coke Zero and a kind of to go cup. And maybe I can find a scrounge up a piece of candy around here. But I try to have like a movie experience. I love it. And at first I didn't care, and then now I look forward to it. Yeah. Oh, we're watching a movie? Get the popcorn. Though I want to switch to Airpop. But oh, yeah. the I didn't realize the movie experience, even for the price of all those different accoutrements, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. And it's it's been nice to kind of replicate that together at home and figure out what snacks we have that are movie snacks. Yeah. I like.
1: That's so fun to pick a task, like to go through all the Marvel movies or, or anything like that, because it gives you a particular, because you could easily watch a movie every night. Yeah. But giving yourself that task makes it feel special. And like, you're like, I mean, you literally hadn't seen any of them, most of them. Well, I'd
0: seen Black Panther.
1: Okay. So you're actually also like sitting there as a student in a way, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, basically, my husband, who's seen all of them twice, was like, oh boy, this woman hasn't seen any of them. And I would frequently ask, when is Black Panther coming? Yeah. And Much later. (laughs) Yeah, it was much later. And then, yeah, I went through all the highs and lows. I just finished yesterday. It was really great. But, yeah, just having movie night, it was nice. You pick your own. hey, you don't have to watch the Marvel movies. Watch every version of Sense and Sensibility. Whatever. Whatever you But don't forget your movie snacks. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, that's so fun. Well, I feel like, yeah, that's something I feel like we can pull out of this conversation is, like, how can you curate things for yourself? How can you make sure to, like, make moments of the day special, even if you're the only one in the room? Um, I think that's a really nice thing to to think on. It is. It is.
0: This was so nice.
1: This was so nice. Thank you so much for doing this, Christina.
0: Oh, well thank you, and I wanna thank Frito-Lay for having me, as well as Hamburger Helper, Tuna Helper, and the entire Helper family.
1: And Baker's Chocolate.
0: And Baker's Chocolate. Baker's Chocolate, the chocolate of moms.
1: I want to thank you for joining me on Mirpa Podcast and thank our house band siblings for the use of their song, Jars. Be sure to check them out on Spotify. I also want to invite you to follow me on Instagram where you can receive behind the scenes content about this podcast and my own food practice. Till we feast again.